icon now. Yes, it is. So we had a very interesting tour portion as it was a double portion. And she talked about one part of it, but I want to talk about the donkey. <laughs> so I hope you read this week's tour portion. If you didn't, you're not going to follow along. No, just kidding. But it's important to read the word because we've got to be able to understand what's going on. And this is a great example of that. We have a situation here where Israel, the Israelites are out in the wilderness. They've gone to one nation and said, can you just let us go by? We're not you know, looking to do anything. That king could have all he had to do is say, sure, you can go through my land. Could have let him pass by, but instead decided, nah, I'm going to take you on. And guess what happened? He got his tuchus kicked, right? They lost big time. And another king in the area heard about it and decided he didn't want to lose his land, so he decided to, to go and curse the children of Israel. And so he went to a prophet. This prophet's kind of an interesting guy. Kind of was a sorcerer. But he also believed in God, wasn't Jewish, but he did know enough not to mess with God, or so we think. And in this episode, he, the king keeps trying to have him curse Israel. And, and, and as the gentleman goes to to pray and ask, seek the Lord what to do. It's very interesting, his response. Because the king wanted to curse Israel, but all this man could do was bless Israel. And he was at least smart enough to know that. But the story kind of takes an interesting twist. First of all, it happened, there's three times that this man goes to him, and that's always very important for us to understand what's taking place. When something happens three times in the Scripture, God's trying to tell us, pay attention. And he does it through this story. The king comes to this prophet. The prophet tells him, after praying, can't do it. king comes back with other men, nicer men, more noble men, and offers them El Muno, right? Give me the money. You, you, I give you the money, you give the curse, right? How many of y'all think that works? And even the, guy, the prophet said to me, you can give me, every, you give me a house full of silver and gold, I can't go against God. Because here's the truth. We have no powers, do we? It's all from the Lord. So if the Lord is not going to do it, it don't matter what we say. Amen. And so the man goes and realizes. But then a third time he comes and God says, go talk to him. But the scripture also tells us that it angered God. And while this man is on the way, 
He's riding his beloved donkey. Animal took him everywhere. He's a good animal. But on this day, things were a little different, weren't they? At one point, the donkey decides, I'm going to go off the road because unbeknownst to the man, there was something blocking it, wasn't there? Big angel with a sword in his hand. See, sometimes we have to realize we don't see everything in front of us, do we? I'll never forget when my mom was literally on her deathbed, and they had a a little Maltese dog. His name was Sasha. How do I remember his name these years later? Because I can't tell you how many times my mom went to call me and she called me Sasha. <laughs> the joke in my family used to be we had four siblings. If my mom started calling off names and your name was called off, you were good. That last one, that's the one she wanted. We used to hear, Jay, Gary, Kim, okay, Scott. That's what I want. And this dog would bark when people would come into the room. And the room was very quiet. And the dog was sitting on, the, on, on my mom's bed. And all of a sudden, he fixated himself into the corner. He just stared at it and started barking. He was seeing something we weren't seeing. My sister, who's not a believer, said it must be an angel. And that's what we have to understand what was going on in this situation. The animal decided, nope, I'm not going to go that way because I can't go against God. And what did the man do? He beat his donkey. He was mad at his donkey because why? This was his donkey. The donkey took him everywhere. He knows how this donkey knows him, right? Why was he acting so unusual? This happened a second time and a third time. And what happened the third time, I think, is hilarious. Because he starts hitting him again, and the donkey finally says, Why are you beating me? You know, sometimes we've got to listen to the donkey, don't we? God put a little sense of humor in there. And here's the scary thing. He starts talking to the donkey like this is no big deal. He responds back. And then the donkey tells him why, and he sees it. And then he's repentant. Why? Because so many times we, we have blinders on in our lives that we forget to look beyond, see around it. Why are things not working the way it should be? Maybe because we're not seeing everything that's going on. That's what this man saw. And he realized after this that it was God and there was no way, even though this man was tempting him with riches and everything, that he could go against Israel. Matter of fact, after this one is where we have the saying, Blessed are your tents, O Jacob. It's where it comes from this verse. Because that man realized... He might have been a prophet. He was a little shaky. Wasn't the best of them. Right? He gets kind of a bad rap later on. But he knew what God was doing, didn't he? 
And he knew that you couldn't go against God's will. Matter of fact, God even told him, why are you asking me to curse the very people that I blessed? So we got to be careful. So many times when we get upset, we want God to go and tackle it for us, right? But we got to see what God's plan is. This king wanted cursings and all he got was blessings. It was showing him something. Showing him he better be nice to Israel, right? Isn't it amazing? Here's this small little nation. By jet, it takes you less than 12 minutes to go north to south and jet seven minutes east and west. This is not a big place. You know, we laugh. It takes us two hours in traffic to get across town. I think in Israel, that gets you pretty much across the country. You know, we're talking a small area. But this one little area has changed the world. You have a smartphone? Thank Israel for it. So it was created, right? We're seeing all these amazing things come out of this small little nation. Why? Because God said, I will bless it. And God's word does not come back void. We as believers have to take hold of that. We have to understand that God is in control. You know, our world is going kaput right now. It's crazy. But you know what? He also warned us in the end days, things were going to get wild, weren't they? Things were going to get like it had never gotten before. But that's okay, because God's in control. You know, if you read this week's store portion, you saw how there was a rebellion, and what happened? A plague happened, and 24,000 were killed. Now, I haven't done the math yet, but let's see if I can do it right here real quick. Let's see here. Let's say there's approximately, we have a number anywhere between, what was that, between 60,000 that came out to 6 million, right? A lot of people say at least 2 million came out. What number do we think is correct? 6 million? We had the multitudes. We also had the children. I'm going to go with... We're going to go with 6,000. 6 million, I'm sorry. Give me a second here. Just talk amongst yourselves. That's less than 0.004% of the population was affected by that plague. It wiped out. That's a big number when you're talking a lot to only 6 million people, right? 24,000. But why did God have to do it? Because he had to get the evil out of the system. They had been following the false gods. And that's what we have to remember as believers. We need to stay on track.
We can't get crazy and try to follow other ways. Because his word stays true. And his promise stays true. That he will continue to bless Israel and, and that blessing goes on to those righteous Gentiles who came out of Egypt with him. That's why I think he used a non-Jewish prophet to show this. That God's word is true. And that God blesses those who follow him, both Jew and Gentile alike. So during these hard times, that's what we need to remember. Yeah, this weekend we celebrate our Independence Day. What were we celebrating? What was the independence from? The independence from Britain, but also from what? Controlled religion. The British worshipped their king. And our founding fathers, we the people, wanted to worship the true and living God. Were they perfect? Absolutely not. But you know what? Things change. You know, how many of y'all, some of y'all are older than me, you know, it was very common in the people growing up in the 40s and 50s, smoking, right? They didn't even think about it. But now that they realize how bad it is, now they stop. Unfortunately, there's those still that take up that nasty habit. But we're more educated now. We live in a nation now that we can do things we could never do before. We can't forget about our past, but we got to live and remember from it, don't we? We got to remember it so it doesn't happen again. And that's what God is calling us to do on this Independence Day. To cry out as a nation and to come together from every walk of life. That's what this nation was built on. Trust me, I've been to the former Soviet Union. I've been to Cuba. You want to be oppressed? There's your place. You want no freedoms? There's your place. We're able to make a change here. And we're doing it. It takes one person to stand up, and the world takes notice. We need to stop hating and start loving again. Start remembering what God has called us to. He has brought us together. Let's listen to that donkey. Let's take notice. Because there's a big angel in front of us right now. And we need to be ready to follow him, not to fight him. So I encourage you to get back on that donkey. Yeah, that was he made he started talking to this donkey. And the donkey reminded him, Have I always done what you've asked? Don't you think it's a little weird that I went that I did these things? 
Because what he was actually doing was what? Protecting his, you know, his, his rider. You can ask Judy and Natalie about riding horses. How much does Miso weigh? Twelve, about a half a ton. And you put an 18-year-old girl on it who started when she was even younger and controls it. And that horse does what she asked him to do. It's an amazing thing. If you ever look at horses, you know that God has a sense of humor. Because he took this big animal, gave him these really small legs, right? Big head. The, it shouldn't work, but it does. And it's to remind us that God knows what he's doing. It's a beautiful little animal. He's not little. Uh, beautiful big animal. Right? But it knows what to do and knows how to follow. And when it starts doing something different, you've got to pay attention, don't you? Each of you have a donkey in your life that you're following. Sometimes you've got to pay attention to it. And sometimes it's going to talk back to you. You better be able to have an answer. And when things aren't going that, the way you think it should, maybe you need to seek God even more. So that you can understand what's going on. That you see what's taking place. So I want to encourage you. Even the donkey knew, don't mess with Israel. Right? That's what we have to remember. If God blessed it, don't try to curse it. That's the moral of this story. And God has blessed your life, hasn't he? Then don't try to curse it. Do what God has called you to do. He is taking you to that place. And you know what? If you're doing it wrong, he's going to put an angel in front of you and stop you. So remember, listen to the donkey. It knows what it's talking about. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. We're going to finish early today. How many of you all ready for that? Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. And Lord, we thank you for what you've done for us and what you're doing in our lives. And Lord, we just ask right now, Lord, if there's obstacles that, we're, that are in our way that we're not following what you want us to do, Lord, reveal it to us so that we may make those corrections and stay on your path. Lord, let us follow you. Lord, let us not try to change what you have done. And Lord, I ask right now for those out there that don't know you as Messiah. Lord, we want to give them an opportunity right now to accept Yeshua as your son into their life. He is the greatest guide that we have. And you've given to it to us. The renewed covenant you've Put it on our hearts. And you put the Ruch HaKodesh 
in our bodies so that we may follow you. Lord, right now we just ask those watching, if you're ready to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, all you need to do is contact us on the information you see on the screen. And wherever you are, we will contact you and pray with you that prayer of salvation. Lord, we call out to you right now. We ask this in your Son, Yeshua's name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen.